Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Hamid. And thank you for joining us today. So, uh, before we go into this episode today, it was made clear to us that um, the episode we did yesterday, there was an error. Yes. Um, and so, what we did last time was we mentioned there were, with connective tissue, there are some indigenous cells. And of them, we mentioned one was called a reticulocyte. And after thinking about it, it was quite wrong because reticulocytes are premature red blood cells. What we meant to say <laughs> was uh, reticular cells. Yes. So yes. Big difference. Reticular, reticular. cells. Yeah. So um, if you guys pick that up, uh, sorry, uh, sorry about that. And um, with that cleared, uh, I feel like I've cleared my conscience and Great. ready to move on. Let's do it. So Andy, what's the topic for today? I think it's a really important one because mm. it really sets the stage for our future talks. Definitely, because what we mentioned the general types of uh, connective tissue yesterday, and now we're going into the more specific ones. Yes. And in specifically, we're talking about bone as well as cartilages. Yes. And sure, they do sound simple, but it is quite important to actually understand these concepts because you're going to it's going to help you understand some pathologies that mm. happen later on, yeah. uh, like osteoporosis or like how fractures occur, etc. Yeah. And also the healing component as well, um, mm. and also rheumatoid, Definitely. all of those pathologies. You, know, you need to understand this first before you can really appreciate mm. what we're going to talk about for the future. Yeah. Um, so with that aside, uh, should we? Do you want to talk about cartilage first? Let's get let's talk about cartilage and then we can talk about the bone. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sounds good. As, as we always like to do, let's sort of define what a cartilage is, yeah. um, just so we can have a bit of an understanding. So we established that it's a connective tissue. It's a, it's it's a special connective yeah, tissue. It's a special connective tissue. Um, but what actually is it? Okay. So cartilages, like all connective tissue, they have two components. They have cells and they've yep. got extracellular matrix. One thing to remember about cartilages is that they have few cells, but lots of extracellular matrix yeah. or lots of ground substance. Yeah. So what kind of cells would you find? Um, well, unlike, um, you know, m- when we mentioned connective tissues in our previous podcast, we mentioned mm. that you can find, you know, at least, you know, three, potentially three different cell types. You know, um, we talked about reticular cells, we talked about uh, fibroblasts, and we talked about mm. uh, adipocytes. Yeah. Cartilage is slightly different where you have a, have a predominantly one cell type that mm. really is, is the key cell that is involved with um, uh, regulation and production of the other components. Okay. And that's chondroblast. It's pretty easy. So cartilage, chondro, chondroblast. Yeah. Um, so that's the precursor. And when chondrocytes, oh, sorry, chondroblasts mature, they become a chondrocyte. Yeah. And it's the chondroblasts that are really important for producing the extracellular matrix. Mm. Now, we mentioned that yep. they have abundant extracellular matrix. Do you want to maybe mention what yep. the extracellular matrix are or so, what the components are? Now that you know what, what the cells are, the cells secrete the extracellular matrix, yep. which would include the fibers. And I presume it would be the chondroblasts that secrete the fibers. Yeah, eh? I think so. So they would, they would secrete the fibers, which could contain the collagen or elastin fibers, depending on the type of cartilage, which we'll go through. Yep. Um, they've also uh, got in the ground substance... So you've got either proteoglycans mm-hmm. or hyaluronic acid, yeah. these kinds of things that either lubricate or um, you know just create, just help absorb water yeah. and keep it um, keep it a, a, a nice consistent form. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it's a really good property of cartilage to have lots of extracellular matrix, mm. which is abundant in proteoglycans. And if you guys are not sure what we mean by proteoglycans, please have a listen to our previous episode where we discuss it in a little bit more detail. Mm. But it just means that it has lots of water and it's kind of like a sponge. Mm. So as we talk about the function in a second, yep. it's a useful property for cartilage to have. Do you want to maybe mention some of the functions then while Actually, we're on the topic? Before we go on that, did you know that 
fresh cartilage contains about 75% water. Wow. So, so it, that's, it's a lot of water. Yeah. Actually. So yeah. it's more like a sort of a jelly, you know, mm. very jelly-like. And I guess mm. if you ever had cartilage on a, you know, if you ever eat chicken, bone. chicken oh, bones and stuff, so nice. the cartilage is quite <laughs> a bouncy. And, uh, um, yeah. But yeah. So do you want to talk about some of the functions? Yeah. Now, okay. Now I'll go into it. So one of the functions is that the connective tissue, it, it forms a firm extracellular matrix yeah. that provides a, a semi-rigid structure and essentially this is quite important in when like let's say bone growth so mm. what we'll learn later on is that bone is before bone is actually formed it starts yes. forming from a cartilage structure mm-hmm. and so the cartilage first provides a kind of a, a firm-ish structure for bone to actually develop on. so it's kind of sets the framework doesn't it? i don't want to go into it in too much because no. we're going to talk about it when we, we talk about bones yeah. but yeah keep that in the back of your mind mm-hmm. um and we mentioned that it can it can kind of support soft tissues like um, mm. you know like the ear the ear lobes the nose ridge um, epiglottis in the in the throat also mm. is is a type of so cartilage another kind of structural support yeah and it's more of an elastic cartilage because you have to bear in mind that different mm. fibers inside cartilage can lend it different characteristics which we'll talk about in a moment yeah what other functions can so you see? you can find them as articular cartilages between the joints and that forms uh, that that their function would be uh, a kind of absorption of the shock yeah shock absorber yeah yeah and i guess prevents the bones from rubbing onto each other um Mm. we'll dedicate an episode about joints in the future but Mm. uh, it just minimizes that shock Mm. the advantage of um sort of these cartilage components is that you you mentioned this terminology called um uh, auricular or um uh, uh, sorry articular articular and yeah. i think we need to mention that articular just means joint yep. doesn't it um mm. that that's something that took me a while to try to appreciate what it mm. means um what else does it do so you mentioned that it's important for bones yep. um I, does it play, play any any other functions that, yeah that you can so think i think they also have an important function in the development growth and healing of bones which mm. we'll mention uh when we talk about how bone fractures yeah heal. yeah so i guess mm. we're kind of giving you away a lot of our potential talk <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so just stage. That's why I think it's important to really understand what we're talking about in this episode because yep. it's gonna form the foundation of future talks. Yep. Um, now, there's something interesting about cartilage mm. because it's it's got this unique property that means that it's also difficult for it to heal. Can you do you remember what that was? I think that you're, you're referring to the fact that cartilage does not have any vessels yes. or nerves yeah. that go within that's them. right so the only way that nutrition nutrients get to the cells the chondrocytes or the chondroblasts in them is through diffusion yes yeah and what with this fact in mind what kind of implications does this mean clinically to you i think what it means is that when we talk about osteo let's say osteoarthritis which is the disease of the cartilage for example yeah the cartilage can't really heal because mm. um after continuous assault mm. due to mm. limited blood supply it means that it can't really heal itself appropriately so the, the diseases exactly. progress yeah and, and worsen over time and mm. currently there's really no effective treatment mm. we'll leave it at that yeah but also it means that the because it relies on diffusion a cartilage can't get really thick because then as mm. the thickness increases diffusion rates fall oh. and so there's also a limit on the thickness of cartilage and how much um, cushion or sponginess it can it can provide cool. to the to the joints. That, that's very interesting. Um, so I guess the key point to take uh, home from this point is that there's mm. different types of cartilage, mm. and they the, the differences depend on the different fibers that you find, which we'll go through. Yeah. Exactly. There's limited blood supply, mm-hmm. which renders it 
you know, much more prone to you know, difficulty in healing. Yes. And it's important for growth and development of not only bones, but also in healing and, and other components as well. Yes. Um, so do you want to talk about the different types of cartilage that you can, you can yep. find? Okay. So three main types of cartilages that I remember. One is a highline cartilage. Yep. One is a fiber cartilage. Mm-hmm. And another one you already mentioned was the elastic cartilage. Yes. And so there are some shared characteristics between all three of them, yeah, yeah. but um, we'll go through each one of them individually. Sounds good. So let's start off with highline cartilage. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so what is it? Uh, so highline cartilage mm. is composed of, like all other cartilages, both ground substance as well as fibers. Yep. The predominant fiber that you tend to see in highline cartilage is collagen type 2. Type 2. If you're not sure what we mean by collagen, refer to our previous talk. Yep. We mentioned about the different types of collagen. It's got significant amount of um, ground substance substance as well which is sort of the filler within the fibers now the question is where do you find some of these highline cartilages there's yeah. key areas so highline cartilages you can find them in the nasal septum yep. larynx trachea and actually most of the articular surfaces between your synovial joints which we'll mention in a future podcast mm. are highline cartilages yes, they are. so articular cartilages are one form of highline cartilage yeah that's something so articular to, uh, meaning joints yeah exactly yeah. Mm, that's so that, great mm. um is, is there anything else that i think you think we should oh, know about this yeah uh, another thing is that they the highland cartilages forms the precursors for bone yes yeah yeah that's right mm. now i think that's really all i wanted to talk about it now th- the special thing about these highland cartilages particularly the ones that are found in the joints is that mm. um it has a high amount of um, proteoglycans and the advantage of that is that it, it draws water as we mentioned before into the cartilage yep. and it you know it can be as high as 70 percent water mm. and so that forms a really nice cushion mm. for for the bones and it prevents excessive rubbing of, yep. of that against each other as we mentioned it's not vascularized either so as you can imagine mm-hmm. if there is an injury healing is going to take a while mm-hmm. for it to occur um so what's the what's another type of cartilage so the second type of cartilage is fibro cartilage yeah and as you mentioned last with highline cartilages these guys also you think of them in terms of the fiber as well as the ground substance yes so the ground substance wise they also contain the uh, glycosaminoglycans yeah gags as well as but this time the difference the main difference is that between the fibers they not only have type 2 collagen, but mm-hmm. they also have type 1. Okay. And yeah. remember last time we talked about type 1 collagen is typically found in skin as well as bone. And right? it generally accounts for about 95% yeah. of fibers and connective yeah. tissues um, so as a whole. in addition to the type 2, these guys have type 1. Yeah. And um, fibro cartilages, they typically can be found in intervertebral discs. Yeah. Some articular, uh, some articular joints, mm-hmm. I believe, such as the pubic symphysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a you know it's what pubic symphysis is all that. So it's a really rigid, tough, mm. um, tough sort of um, cartilage. Yeah, quite strong. Um, is there anything else that we need to know about in terms mm. of you know appearance or or, or any, uh, what, any other? What features? can you think of? I think if you look at it on the remarkable, you have this sort of alternate pattern of um, highland cartilage and thick layers of dense collagen fibers, and they all seem to point in one direction. Okay. So they, they run in parallel. But I think huh. that's about it. Cool. I, I'm not sure whether you need to know in, in that level. You just need to appreciate yep. that there are different types of cartilage yep. with different functions. Yep. What's the last cartilage that you mentioned? You mentioned, uh, so this was the one you mentioned earlier. This yep. is the elast- elastic cartilage. And once again, two components of it. So in addition to the cells, you've got the fibers and the ground substance. Yes. Ground substance, same thing. All three of them have glycosaminoglycans. Yep. And fibers-wise, they also have type 2 collagen in elastic cartilage. Mm-hmm. But the secret ingredient in elastic cartilage would be elastin fibers. Yes. Surprise, surprise. 
Elastin fibers are found in elastic cartilage. Yep. So I not only do you have yeah type two, you also have these um, elastin fibers, which yep. is really interesting. Mm. Um, where where do you find these sort of? I think it's it's pretty easy, yeah. but where do you find it? Okay, so I think you just need to think about anything that's elastic on your body, and it's probably elastic cartilage. Yeah. So like you know, since you can bend your nose, w- wiggle your nose as well as fold your ears. Yeah. So that that's parts of uh, the places that you can yeah. find it uh, another place would be the epiglottis yep that that uh, structure in mm-hmm. the in the throat folds itself as well so yeah, yeah. that would be elastic cartilage yeah i think we just know one or two examples in case they ask you this in mm. an exam now before we move on from the cartilage we need to mention that there are two types of um, ways cartilage can grow in size okay um, there's appositional growth okay. and there are, and, and, and another type of growth is called the interstitial or interstitial growth. Sure. Do you want to explain what appositional growth means? I'll, I, I'll, I can, I think I can do that. So with appositional growth from what I understood was that the collagen or the, sorry, the, the cartilage yep. would recruit, uh, mesenchymal cells. Yep from the surrounding layer which is called the perichondrium yes and that would re- those mesenchymal cells will differentiate and make new chondroblasts yeah and so so you've got cartilage that recruits cells from outside mm-hmm. outside the surrounding mesenchymal cells to make new uh new yeah. chondroblasts and that's called uh appositional growth and the chondroblasts and secrete the fibers and the extracellular matrix which brings about growth of the cartilage mm. so how is so my question to you now is the second type is called the interstitial growth. And how yep. is that different? I think if you can imagine yourself in, yep. or imagine that there are two chondroblasts sitting adjacent each other, right? Okay. Both of them are producing extracellular matrix. Yeah. And so over time, the extracellular matrix builds up in between these chondroblasts and they start separating into opposite ends. Mm-hmm. I think that's my understanding of interstitial, mm. gro- uh, interstitial growth. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, with the interstitial growth, not, not only do they separate, but these chondroblasts also divide themselves. Oh, yes. So it's, it's one splitting into two, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. So it, appositional was from from what i understood was they're calling other people to come to come in whereas interstitial they they just split and yeah split and divide yeah exactly yeah pretty much on the ball yeah Mm. so that's all i wanted to talk about for cartilage let's talk about bone because i think this is where we're really heading um yes so i think once you understand cartilage then you can because cartilage is an important component of bone Mm. um or immature bone let's talk about bones now do you want to define what a bone is well, a bone is another. Once again, it's a special type of connective tissue, yeah. and uh, it has lots of cells. And yeah. we'll talk about what these cells are. Mm. And it has lots of extracellular matrix. The most mm. important is the fact that these extracellular matrix are calcified, unlike cartilage. Oh yeah, which calcified. isn't calcified. That's good. Um, now, before we talk about more of the bone components, let's talk about actually what the anatomy of a bone is because i think good, the, the, the gross anatomy so the larger yeah. anatomy and then we'll go into the you know histology a little bit more yeah um so mm-hmm. what are some of the regions on on a bone structure yeah like a gross so, bone structure picture a long bone such as your femur the one you find in your thigh and so the shaft of it is called the diaphysis yeah whereas the two ends of it are called the epiphysis so the proximal end and the, as yeah. well as the far, the distant yeah. end. The one closer it. to you and the one further to you. The yep. two furthest ends are called the epiphysis. In between those two layers, there's yep. a region called the metaphysis. Yes. And um, according to, I think one of the definitions we looked up was it's just a wide portion of a long bone in between the epiphysis and the narrow part of the diaphysis. Exactly right. Mm. And I, I think... Now, looking at it from the superficial surface of the bone, going yep. into deeper where the cavity, so the um, the marrow is, yep. the 
the superficial surface is uh, it's covered by periosteum. Okay. The layer in between is obviously the bone. Yeah. And then the layer next to the marrow, where the uh, the hollow is in in, in the bone, mm. is called the endosteum. Uh, endosteum. Okay. And then next to the endosteum is where the marrow and some of the blood vessels that okay. go into the bone yep. can be located. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to add? Well, needless to say, with some bones, they are hollow in center, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, however, I don't think... Actually, thinking about it, this doesn't quite apply to flat bones, I does it? Or maybe... Or if mm. there is some space, it's very limited. I'm not mm. 100% sure. Well, how. I mean, the, the terminology of the diaphysis... Probably, I, I don't see how that applies to a scapula. I think or it's mainly the long bones mm. that you're, we're talking about. Yeah. So the femur, the humerus, yeah. um, the tibia, and, and all mm. the any but, long bone. But yeah, these terminologies should be something that you you kind of understand what what they're talking about. Yeah, it's mm. very important. So we mentioned that a bone it has got cellular components and it's got um, uh, extracellular matrix. Yeah, let's talk about the cellular components first. Awesome, but um, we won't go into too much because we're saving this for when we talk about osteogenesis, where we talk about actually bone development and bone homeostasis. So that's another episode hmm. let's just talk about the source for so completeness we'll give you a bit of a taster right eh? yep so there, i think there are four main types of cells that i can think of yeah um so one would be the osteoprogenitor cell mm-hmm. so this would be I, I don't know if this is the right terminology to it but I, I would i'd picture it as the precursor cell or like a stem cell kind of thing yeah. where this is the guy that creates most of the different types of cells yeah and the osteoprogenitor cells yeah are different for the next two cells that we're talking about so then uh the cell Mm-hmm. That is called osteoblast is the thing that makes the bone. Yeah. And its um, osteoprogenitors mm-hmm. are mesenchymal. So okay. They're, so they're from a different cell line. Yeah. What's the next? What's the one that destroys the bone? The one that destroys the bones are called osteoclasts. I think I, we should just say resorption. Resorption is a technical term yep. that you come across in your textbooks. That's true. Yeah. So these guys, so osteoclasts don't come from the cell line of the osteoprogenitor cells. Mm. So osteoprogenitor cells become osteoblasts which are the active bone forming cells whereas with osteoclasts they are differentiated from macrophages believe Mm -hmm. it or not so these guys are large they're multinucleated phagocytic cells that secrete acids to break down the bone and resorb it release the calcium yeah exactly Mm. now the question is what happens when an osteoblast Mm. retires essentially or (laughs) matures yes so remember yesterday our analogy of Blasts are the ones that are young and blasting out and creating things, right? And yeah. then once it retires, it becomes a site. So yeah. it just I, sits I around. Osteocyte. Yeah. And one thing I don't think you mentioned was with osteoblasts, what is the thing that they they form? So they form uh, uh, an immature bone called an osteoid. We'll talk about yeah. an osteoid in, in, in just yeah. a moment, but that's mm. what they form. So it's a, sort of an immature, not yet fully yeah. matured bone. Mm. Um, so the four, really, the four cell types that we just talked about are osteoblasts, beeple builder. Yeah osteocytes which yep. are the mature forms of osteoblasts and and we'll talk about where you might find that yeah there are osteoclasts so osteoclasts yep. are the guys that are resorbing the bone yes um and obviously we mentioned osteoprogenitors which are important as well and yep. osteoblasts and osteoclasts have different progenitors from different cell lineages um, that are important to know mm. now let's talk about the extracellular matrix and because we've sort of mentioned what um the cell components are. Let's talk about what the extracellular matrix now is. So with the extracellular matrix of it, uh, one of the main components is the osteoid, which is formed by the osteoblasts. Yeah. The osteoid, uh, just as Hammond already defined, just once again is an unmineralized organic portion of the bone matrix. Yeah. So I don't think it's technically quite bone yet, but like they no. secrete it. And what happens is that calcium hydroxyapatite these guys, if you look up the chemical structure, they've got 
lots of calcium and lots of phosphate mm. attached onto this huge chunk of this this compound yep. so the hydroxyapatite crystallizes into the osteoid to form the the um, hard calcium yeah. uh, structure that we call bone exactly and this process is called mineralization mm-hmm. so in summary we yeah. have the bone is the extracellular component has inorganic compounds so that's the um, calcium hydroxyapatite yeah and it has the um the uh, organic component so organic means it's carbon based and yeah. that's predominantly referring to the collagen that we mentioned before all those fibers that are Type one, isn't it? Type one, I think. Yeah. Before, mm. um, before mineralization happens. Yeah. So about seventy percent of bone is comprised of these inorganic salts. So that's your calcium hydroxyapatite, and about thirty yeah. percent is the organic matrix. Yeah. Um. So the organic matrix is the really the framework in which mm. mineralization can then take place. Mm. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that sounds good. Yeah. So we mentioned about the cells, and now we mentioned about the extracellular matrix. Let's talk about the different types of bones now um, oh, uh, in terms yeah. of now we're going to the sort Sounds of the, more more of the histology of it yeah okay so two main types of bones that you should know of one is the immature bone mm-hmm. which is called woven bone yeah and one is lamella lamella oh, yeah lamella lamella okay so lamella bone so these are the two types and i think it's very important for you to actually know how these two are different yes and yeah. what is normal to find in uh, in an adult because yeah, from my understanding, woven bone, immature bone, is normal to find in fetuses. But once a person has uh, matured and um, become an adult, it's actually not normal to find at all, mm. unless you you know you've got a fracture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew you were going somewhere with unless, that. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, woven. If if you find woven bones, which are predominantly the collagen fibers we mentioned, so it's essentially the osteoids, aren't they? Those immature. Yeah bone formations they're abnormal if you find it in an adult suggests that there's been some sort of a fracture and there's a healing process in place Mm. um so that's woven bones for you and actually so sorry um if i if i broke your train of thought no no um okay so uh, another thing i forgot to mention was with woven bone is that the collagen fibers are randomly arranged in the osteoid yeah and um which will contrast in what happens in the lamella bone yeah so when you stain it uh, you can just see these collagen fibers that are really twirly and and one of our lectures has got an interesting phrase. Is it what, what, is, what is it? A hugly, I don't know, some hodgepodge of. Um, she, she has this really uh, interesting oh. phrase to, in that, to I, describe I, it. I, I must have missed it. But the whole point is, yeah. woven bone is really like you know all over the place. It's okay. not mature yet. Yeah. So now mm. imagine we've got an mm. actual mature bone. So so a, a, a lamellar bone. How many types are there? There's, I think, two key types, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I think one is a compact bone yeah. and one is a cancellous bone. Yes. Another name for cancellous bone you might have heard of is trabecular or spongy. Yeah, but that's right. Where can I find these types? So the trabecular bone is predominantly found um, in the epiphysis, so yep. on the proximal, uh, also the cl- closer end of the bones, yep. or the really far end of the bones. Yep. And compact bone is predominantly found in the diaphysis, or the shaft of the bone. Yep. Um, so that's where you need to keep an eye out for it. Let's talk about um, mm. a compact bone first, because that's got a really beautiful histology um, mm. that, that I think is worth discussing. Yep. So should we talk about, um, let's say we transversely cut the bone. Mm. So now we're looking down into the shaft of the bone mm. and we zoom in. Yeah. What do you see? There's a beautiful circular structure that you, you, you tend to see and it's got yep. a hole in the middle of it, doesn't it? Yeah, you're talking about the haversian canals, yes. aren't you? So these guys are formed by essentially, I think, just 
just the the bones just laying yeah. on top of each other yeah. and, and just um, organizing themselves into into that kind of structure. exactly so yeah so the lamella or the um, compact bone is comprised of these concentric layers of mineralized matrix yeah um, and if you look at it on the remark so between these circular or concentric layers you see these herversion canals yeah. now what is a herversion canal because it's really important to know what what, what mm. this canal it's important yeah so from my understanding was that it's a neurovascular channel. Yes. And um, it gives way for nutrient supply t- uh, to go into the bone and yeah, supply the tissues. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, now, also, in addition to these herversion canals, if you look at the, um, the these concentric layers, which are also called, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, are they uh, osteoids or not osteoids? O- osteons. Osteons, that's right. So the the name given to um, the Herversion Canal as well as the lamella, this concentric Mm. circles around the Herversion Canals is called an osteon. And that's Mm. an important name to be familiar with. You also see these lacunas, which Mm. I think in Latin means islands. What's in these lacunas within the um, osteon? So these... Inside a lacuna, you find an osteocyte, yes. a mature osteoblast. Yeah. And what I picture is that the osteoblast itself is so busy creating osteoid that one day it gets trapped in it. It surrounds itself, the doesn't poor it? Poor thing, yes. It just, just gets left there. Yeah. And so by then, it just becomes an osteocyte. Exactly. But these mm-hmm. lacunas, can they communicate with other lacunas within the sort of the, exactly. the osteoid? They can. And they, they aren't just trapped there and, um, you know and just left to die they actually form their role is to actually sense the um, stresses that mm. are occurring on the system and so they communicate with one another yes using this these canals called a canaliculi yeah I, I, the way i remember is you look at the word it actually spells canal i i've remembered it by it sounds really like can i lick your eye <laughs> okay all right but yes um, okay that's I, another I, way I like, of thinking like about it, it. um okay. i tend to be a little bit more see these uh, osteocytes are really weird they just keep on asking them yeah <laughs> lick each other's eyes. Eye. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right andy what about uh, floats your boat okay anyways so so they would um they would communicate with each other yeah and actually one thing i didn't quite mention was the what they would do is that they would from that i think they would control the they, they would inadvertently uh control the resorption remodeling yes, process let's not give too much of that away but, no so but the main reason is because after a long period of times they would tell the bone what is which directions are stress most likely mm-hmm. coming and yeah. so they would get rid of the fibers the collagen fibers that are in the wrong direction and leave the ones that are in the right direction so lamella bone the mature bone has all parallel collagen fibers yes. in that single direction whereas woven bone they they're all in nearly willy um, random directions yes so that's that was one uh distinction i i think i forgot to make previously and i just wanted to no just that's great my way back um we'll that. talk about more of that in yeah. the um osteogenesis okay. um, talk okay, so but back. that's great yeah. now you know how you mentioned that within these osteons there are these herversion canals that contain yeah. neurovascular junctions the mm. question is how do these herversion canals actually communicate with outside the bone i think there's another important canal that connects the herversion canal to the extra uh, to, to, uh, to environment outside of the bone do you know what that's called uh it starts with v volk yeah canal. that's it yeah so they're they're, <laughs> they're sort of um yeah. um these are the canals that take yeah. blood vessels from outside of the bone mm-hmm. into the herversion system and that's where the neurovascular um, components receive their blood and, and um, nerve supply and yeah um, and, and so yeah it's really important to um, bear that in mind Volksman canal. Yeah. yeah um is there anything else you want to add about the histology should we move on to trabecular bone 
Glasgow well, Cancer Trabecula. Yeah. Yep. That's really easy, isn't it? So, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So, trabecular bone. So, these guys are mature bones that you would find in, um, in as you mentioned, the epiphysis. Yeah. So, these guys are... If you if you look at a histological slide or like even in an electron microscope, mm. you see these really porous type of bone that kind really of looks like sponge. Exactly, which is yeah. I guess which is why they're called spongy bones. Exactly. Um, they these guys are lamellar bones in a sense that uh, that their fibers are orientated in the same direction, but these guys their lamellae. The layers of the bone are irregular mm. compared to um, compared to the uh, sorry the what was the other type called again the, the compact bone compact yeah. yeah and what happens with these guys is that if you take a cross section you do not find haversian systems or yeah. osteons so there's really no osteon which is that unit mm. where with the lamellae which is that concentric circle and the haversian mm. canal in between mm. uh, in in the center so yeah so because it's all over the place how can you have these beautiful canals it just doesn't work like that mm-hmm. um so that's all i want to talk about yeah. uh, do you want to add anything else no i think we should leave it at that because we're dedicating an entire podcast to this later mm. let's quickly mention the two different types of, uh, of bone growth as well yeah um do you want to mention them okay one way is called intermembranous ossification yep and how i think of it in one sentence is that they directly replace primitive mesenchymal tissue by bone so they grab one tissue and just change it into bone yeah so the mesenchymal tissue i guess a bit of background about and we'll yep. talk about it in our next episode is that mm-hmm. um this is important when a baby is developing a fetus mm-hmm. is developing because initially we mentioned that most of it's going to be cartilage right yeah um and so is, is that the cartilage one or is that am i thinking about, something? Uh, am I thinking about no, the next th- one this that no always get confused the next one. okay yep. maybe mention the next yep. one but yeah so intramembranous ossification these guys happen in skull mandible and yep. you'd, you'd think that the skull they're flat bones and so what happens is that they just overlie uh new bone on top of old bone mm-hmm. and they just replace different uh so the mesenchymal tissue surrounding it with bone directly yeah whereas the next type is called endochondral ossification yes. and that's the one you're thinking of uh, yeah. where the key word is the key sentence is bone replaces cartilage yeah so you've got a cartilage structure and then that gets replaced by uh bone yeah perfect mm. i think we should leave it at that yep. so we mentioned that we talked about cartilage today we talked about the fact that you, you know predominant cell in a cartilage is mm. the chondro um chondroblast and yep. the chondrocytes mm. we mentioned that it's poorly vascular so healing might be a problem and there are mm. different types of cartilage based on the fibers that are present yeah we also mentioned that there are uh, the, the bone is comprised of um woven which is immature it's also made and and the other type of bone that you see is compact bone, and compact can be divided into two uh, types. Lamella bone. Sorry, lamella into, into compact. Yeah, and, and lamella cancels. can be exactly. And then also that these bones have different cell types, mm-hmm. and the extracellular matrix is predominantly inorganic, so calcium mm-hmm. hydroxyapatite with yep. um, a, a, you know decent portion of organic mm-hmm. compounds like collagen in there as well. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. In our mm-hmm. next episode, guys, we'll, we we would like to finish off the bone mm-hmm. physiology by talking about. Um, bone homeostasis and yep. also bone development so we're going to it in a little bit more detail mm. um, but yeah thanks for thanks for listening in our episode today was put together by our executive producer Gautam and our co-editor Cindy for notes elective experiences and much more study resources visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter if you like our episodes please subscribe and rate us on iTunes it means a lot to us You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. 
and we'll see you next time. See you next time.